The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. And now let's have a look more at the um, cognitive processor. And for that, we need um, the, assignment, uh, the, the experiment sheet again um, and go to experiment two. And also again, work in, in pairs of two. And um, one of you will be the experimenter and one will be the subject for this one. Um, and uh, it's, it's called the dig uh, digit experiment. And um, the experimenter should um, choose five digits secretly from um, the, the number sequence there and um, uh, read them to, to the subject. And the subject should not repeat that in any way or um, uh, try to memorize that. Um, and then the um, subject should count backwards from 50, answer a couple of questions. So what did you have for dinner two days ago, three days ago? What will you do later today? And then see if uh, 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 he or she still remembers the five-digit dig uh, sequence. So do this now. OK, so now for this experiment, also once, once more for just for the uh, experimenters, how many of your subject remembered all nine digits correctly? Oh, still, still a few, but significantly less than, than before. And um, did any one of you uh, realize or recognize something um, by the way the numbers were uh, uh, read back then to you? Was there anything that you recognized? I think um, most of us uh, would remember them with some syntax. So like the first four digits and then the, the next five digits. Okay. Yes, chunks is also uh, the, 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 the word that I would have used uh, later on. Um, it's it very often that um, people re uh, tend to remember um, numbers, for example, in, in chunks. So instead of remembering three, six, Five, you have three, six, five in as one as one block that you that you remember, and um, when when you repeat this uh, this number later on, you tend to uh, um, yeah use these blocks to to recite them. Um, so in in this experiment, we uh, stored some information in in your memory and then try to to flood it with new information and then get this uh, uh, memory back out. And as we've seen, well, with five, a lot of you uh, remembered all of these uh, numbers after some distractions that we gave you. Um, but with nine, it was already a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit harder. So at this, uh, for this, you, you, uh, you knew that you had to remember these five numbers. Now we're doing uh, a little bit different. So switching the roads again of experimenter and subject, um, the experimenter reads the, this uh, uh, set of numbers, and then at a random location says, well, stop. And we'll see how much the subject, how many numbers, digits, the subject still remembers of what, what was just read. So do this. After, the, after you've done this, now also uh, once more for the experimenters, um, I will ask you how many uh, digits your subject uh, still remembered, and we'll do it this way. Um, you, Put your uh, hand up, and I'm going, uh, did you remember one digit, two digit, three digits, four? And as soon as this is not true anymore, you put your hand down. So we get a, see well how many were experienced. So all the experimenters, put your hands up. How many of your subjects remembered 
one digit, two digits, three digits, four digits, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, <laughs> eleven. Well, I think Professor Boyker had a contract for you. So, um, well, as you as you've seen, there was, at, I think, at five. Um, there was the um, most hands going down. So this is uh, apparently sort of the number that, um, that people can store immediately in, in, in their mind and then recall later on. And um, so they don't take uh, it uh, um, too seriously if you were under five or something because it heavily depends uh, uh, on, on the uh, person doing that and the task. So a lot of people might um, have a better system of remembering colors, cocktail recipes, or whatever. And it also depends, well, when you are drunk, you remember less or something. Some ex external uh, influences, let's call it that. Um, and uh, so in, in this working memory, where you store the, the information you're just getting, um, Miller in uh, 56 are, uh, actually found out that it's seven plus or minus two chunks that you, that you can store in your, in your working memory. And this is yeah, in the 50s, so it's, it's long ago. But for, for these types of uh, um, uh, tasks, you don't need a computer. So um, this also explains yeah, or illustrates your brain doesn't change uh, uh, that much over time. Um, and they also uh, um, track the, the half-life. So uh, anyone or the, who knows what a half-life is, what this means? Yes. Uh, it's in a nucle when a nuclear reaction, when a half of uh, nuclear, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, it's uh, the, period of, the period, yeah, period of a nuclear element to, uh, to fall, fall, apart, fall apart. So, yes, um, what it means is, well, if you, if you have a, a, an element, and in chemistry it describes, well, what is the time until roughly 50% of that uh, has fallen apart and doesn't exist anymore. Well, in, in memory, if you remember the number six, you can't remember half the number six. So it basically describes um, the time until there's a 50% per chance that you've forgotten that. And you see, well, if it's just one chunk, so um, one uh, three-digit sequence or whatever, uh, chunk is not a, a defined uh, element because it differs from person to person. but um, one chunk you c uh, has roughly a half-life of uh, 73 seconds. But if you try to remember more, ex for example, three chunks, this goes rapidly down. So it's just seven seconds that you can keep it in, in, your, um, in your working memory. And there are different um, uh, capacities uh, and half-life for um, visual or auditory stores. So, if we would say for, for the capacity, um, what would you think has a, a higher capacity, the visual store or the, the auditory store? Someone else this time? Visual store. The visual store? Yes, correctly. Um, uh, you can also see this in, in um, uh, the representation in the computer. So for an image, you need much more information to store than, from, uh, uh, than for auditory signals. And um, um, what about... Uh, the the half-life, what do you think has a longer half-life?
auditory? Yes. Because, well, if I would just remember something for 200 milliseconds when I'm hearing someone, well, I'd be keeping forgetting what he said immediately. Um, so communication would be quite hard if you uh, didn't have a long half-life in your working memory for auditory signals. Actually, um, for um, yeah, the, the um, visual capacity, um, as we said, well, you have 13 um, uh, characters or seven, uh, here it says 17 now, um, letters that you can store, but only for, say, 200 uh, milliseconds. Um, while for auditory, um, you have less capacity, so five letters, um, but uh, can store it for um, uh, one and a half uh, seconds. Okay, so um, the, the cognitive processor, so the, the loop that you're having there, um, is the processor that tells you, well, if I perceive something, um, what did I want to do with that information? That is taking um, uh, roughly 70 um, milliseconds. So it's sort of the CPU deciding you know, what, to, what to do next. Um, and um, what we also have is this, this long-term memory where your long-term memories are stored. Um, so it's sort of uh, uh, your name um, or basic things that you've learned before um, and can, can access um, uh, frequently. And um, well, this model, once again, it's just a model, um, says, well, you have infinite capacity and infinite half-life in your, in your long-term memory. And wouldn't that be great that you never forget something? Well, might also not so great. But um, in sort of that is, that is enough to describe it. Because, well, what, when do you forget your name? Or when do you forget something that you've practiced really hard and, and know how to do in your sleep? Um, this actually never, never goes away. And um, the uh, sort, uh, how this is, is stored or how this is modeled is a, um, a semantic encoding, so by um, associations. So for example, if I have the, the concept Apple, um, what do you connect to that? What, when you think of Apple, what comes to your mind? There's, well, it's a fruit. You can't read that, that is fine. Um, it is either red or green, depending on what you want. It has um, size of a tennis ball. Also computer thermal. Well, this is primed probably, yes. Um, computer thermal. And um, all of these also just concepts. So to, with the fruit, you also have different associations uh, uh, linked to that. And um, so every, uh, your, your whole um, uh, long-term memory is uh, modeled here as, as a network of things. And um, this might also, uh, um, or this is what happens when you um, try to remember something and you try to build a connection there. In, in uh, Germany, there's often this concept of Edelsbrücke, where you uh, try to connect something to something stupid to remember it more easily. And this is basically just pressing association in your, in your network that you can recall this information more easily. And um, the, the way this um, uh, works is, well, you can access this quite fast.
This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.